conversation. I'll just uh, say again what this um, what this meeting and conversations about, and then um, intro yes, it's a the, meeting. It's very formal. It's very formal. You know, <laughs> we have this. We're doing a get together. We're having something that we somewhat plan. It's not just like oh hey, bump crazy bumping into you here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's what we're trying just, to play it off like it's 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 formal, but no, we just bumped into each other uh, right. online. It's, mm-hmm. it's on a two ships passing in the night. <laughs> we were on the Spring Breakers forum. <laughs> Man, what would what that forum would be about? Um, it would just be about a lot of current trends, right? Okay, before well, I we bet James that. Franco would be a mod for sure. I mean, sure. I mean, he's probably a god in that form, right? He's like, you're just, you know, you. Everybody there is a, um, is an atheist, but they believe in James Franco <laughs> as being their lord and savior. That's he could be someone that could start a cult. I could see him possibly starting a cult. I mean, Jared Leto, I think already, already. He, he has, yeah. He has, yeah. But I could see that. Oh, that if, if Franco me. wasn't steeped in in con- controversy, then. Uh, and perhaps <laughs> I feel like he was steeped in controversy. He I still feel like is. He, yeah. He's, I think, yeah. Or it's coming back around again or something. Yeah. I want to say it has something to do with like sexual assault and him getting me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that, which am I surprised? No. Right. No, no. And I mean, he, uh, here, I think I heard about his classes that he taught at, uh, where was it? UCL- UCLA. That mm-hmm. would, you know. All right. Yeah. All right. Line up. We're doing kissing scenes. <laughs> you know, and just like kind of. Wow. Like, no, no, we're going to really push the push the limits on on things here. And I think that made people uncomfortable. I mean, that was definitely that. Ideology is on display in this film and his character absolutely man he's in the he's in the thick of it he's like peak franco yeah this is like this is method actor franco we're seeing here um you know obviously playing riffraff it's oh yeah uh um i'm pretty sure there was a a lawsuit about all of that you know just really really because it is, it is a very, like, the look. I'm not saying maybe the characters, um, I don't know, Riff Raff, and I haven't wa- really watched too many interviews. I mean, I guess I've watched some interviews with Riff Raff, and he's just a character, right? He's just this, you know, he refers to himself as, like, the Pink Panther, and, you know, the, um, uh, what is it? It's Jody High Roller. And it, just ref- <laughs> it, it just refers to him in all of these, like, I think he called himself the alien at, at like right before this movie came out. There's or it was an album that was called Alien, Golden Al- Gold Alien, something that I saw. Mm. That like he was, yeah. And I, I think he might have started a lawsuit. I'm not sure how far it got, but yeah. I guess we'll do like a I, we can do a quick blip at the beginning that I don't fuck I don't I don't know uh, exactly what the title is. We're still brainstorming about that. Possibly, yeah. possibly do some more. I was thinking today, and I, I was having a hard time coming up with ones that just didn't sound just awful and cheap, and or like too long. But but maybe I don't know. I was I was like, what was the, what was the terrible one? Of the terrible ones I thought of was like, uh, 
you say <laughs> you say tomato or something like that. You say tomato, I say tomato. I don't know some sort of variation. <laughs> wow, that's fun. That's an interesting direction to take that in. That is a very long. Name. It's a joke as a title, right? It would, yeah, it would or not a like, joke. It's a saying. Just say you take you say tomato. I don't. I don't know. Or yeah, okay. So yeah, like dot it's dot just, dot. You put a right. lipsis in the title. I don't know. I say tomato. No, yeah, I yeah, I say tomato. I say tomato. That's the name of the pod. Nah, I like it. <laughs> now that I, it's kind of sunk in a little bit. Um, yeah, they all, I came up with a very generic. It's just called polarized. That, that was what. Oh, I came dude, up that's with. great. I love that. I like that a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's what the name of this podcast is called. Is polarized. And the reason it's called polarized is because this is a discussion podcast. Whatever this may become uh, about movies that are incredibly polarizing in the most specifically in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores and the scores being the critic rating and the audience rating. So the films that we are going to talk about together are going to be ones that have the largest discrepancies between the two. And then I think it's just going to be, we haven't really come up with what the cadence is going to be, but it's going to be some variation of the audience score is higher than the critic score um, by a large margin for regardless of the flip-flop and um the other one would be you know the critics love it but the audiences hate it so that's that's kind of the intro yeah and i i i'm seeing the average might be like a good thing to shoot for maybe 30 percent or something i've seen like i think the lot this one is like 29 percent discrepancy i i think but okay I don't know. It's that that can that can loosen up and change as well because uh, another interesting side of this, I think, too, will just be the whole the whole idea of Rotten Tomatoes in general and what these uh, scores maybe even propagated on, um, especially in terms of like the critics and and why they're they may be rating things higher and maybe the audience too. We I, we mentioned like the um, uh, the political angle as well, um, but all right. Polarized. Polarized. Um, I, I like I like that name. I, it's simple, one word. I was coming up with five to ten word paragraph titles, and uh, I like that. Hell yeah. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't want. Yeah, I don't even want to overthink it. <laughs> Because I was saying like polarizing movies, and that's just like the the unedited version of that. I would, before we get into the, we can start with the plot of the movie a little uh, again. There, what plot? Yeah, well, um, I think we'll roll through, it and then we'll hit those. We'll hit those moments. Yeah, because there's saw, moments, but then there, there's certain repetition that happens as well. So I was, we had talked about a little bit and touched on it, which I'd like to get more into is just who Harmony Corrin is, um, because really this is he wrote this and directed this. Um, it really was his vision to do this. And so I think a lot of what happened, like what happened in the movie in the sense of what is being said, how it looks and all of that is really on um, on him. Um and I just I was reading more about him and I found this quote and I just would or this article um, interviewing him about this. And there was this uh, this paragraph that I just really, really enjoyed. And I would love to read to you. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
it's a uh, corn's in quote beach noir as he calls it <laughs> involves four girls fleeing to florida for a spring break blowout before meeting alien a white cornrowed teeth grilled gangsta just gangsta no art gangsta rapper who takes them under his unscrupulous wing <laughs> Corn, Corn gifted Alien to James Franco, who immediately agreed to do it. <laughs> and mm. the director dro- drove to Panama City to write uh, write a draft in the midst of an authentic spring break pandemonium. This is from him. I checked into Holiday Inn, and I was at ground zero, he says. It was madness. Kids just destroying shit, fucking in the hallways, setting golf carts on fire, blasting Taylor Swift 24 hours a day. (laughs) That was the craziest part. (laughs) God forbid. (laughs) It continues. It was cool. But it was really hard to write in that environment. The hotel would just be shaking the whole time, and I couldn't deal. With, <laughs> I, I couldn't deal with it. So I was drove it the 20 sex minutes. or the swift, <laughs> or the stability of the structure. <laughs> what was a lot of things contributed uh, <laughs> to the writing environment. Um, wow! Wait, with, so so he wrote it at spring break mm-hmm, in the throes yep. of spring. Wow. I'm surprised uh, it was written at all. Yeah, was it well, written, was it, was it written on the hotel like notepad or something like yeah the stationery yeah just know. the general idea of it because I'm honestly surprised that there was a script for this movie. I can imagine like a general outline and then just like those pieces and then just like I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and and film it guerrilla style or whatever. But I'm surprised that there's actual it's actual dialogue <laughs> written down. Absolutely. <laughs> Where were, that was uh, just from like this is an article like interviewing Harmony Corinne. Yeah, it is. It's not done yet. I there's the, just this last little bit. This is the funniest part of the whole I'm, thing. I'm chomping at uh, a bit. <laughs> And I couldn't deal with it. So I drove 20 minutes away and checked into a Marriott on a golf course. It was filled with dwarves. I asked the receptionist and she said Hulk Hogan was filming a reality show. At night I'd go swimming and there'd be all these dwarves sitting at the edge of the pool smoking cigars. It was calm, so I finished writing it there. (laughs) (laughs) That that does sound much calmer. Light up a stogie. (laughs) Chill Chill and finish your your uh your your spring breakers script i wonder he must have had do you think he had to have the title first and then everything else just just followed in in this situation unlike us yeah i think well i don't think maybe it happened exactly that way but but to what you were saying because i watched other interviews with him about how he um how he directed this movie and the way that he described it is is that he like (laughs) had this uh, like rough uh, like outline of a plot and then just cut that up and then just focused uh. on like a just <laughs> scenes because that's all yeah. he cares about and he talks about his his directing process and i i read a um an excerpt about uh gummy and it's <laughs> which was really his first like oh, big gu- success gummo? 
Gummo, sorry. I, know, uh, that was, yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, I, saw I haven't seen it because, uh, but man, that fucking uh, the the picture for this for Gummo is so emblazoned in my mind because yeah. it was mm-hmm. positioned at Hollywood Video in a way where it was like kind of on the outside. So if you were just like going leaving, you could catch Gummo on the way out, and it was such uh, a striking striking image that I just never forgot it. But I'd never seen the movie, yeah. so I watched the, I watched the trailer of Gummo, and I was reading about it, and I just have this highlighted from the storyline on IMDb about it, and the first um the first sentence of the storyline is constructing this film through random scenes director harmony corin abruptly jettisoned any sort of narrative plot so even in his first success he just, that's how he likes to direct films yeah. is he just likes to go okay so what's the plot here okay i you know maybe he is Maybe there is some compulsion there of like, oh, this plot is really interesting, you know, and that's what drives at least maybe the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. But it's I, it seems like Harmony just doesn't care about plot at all. Yeah. And, and that's not his directing style and that's not how he likes to tell stories. And it is so incredibly apparent in this movie because there, it's crazy how there isn't a plot. It's, it's, uh, I mean, the plot itself to me is, is, is paint by numbers. And then you, you think it's going to go one way and then it ends up even being more like watered down than, than what I, I had expected as far as like the, the second act. Uh, but it isn't like all bad. The fact that there is, I know it sounds crazy, uh, but it's not all bad (laughs) that the, there are positive aspects to the, to the fact that there is a threadbare kind of plot holding it together, but the things holding it together are kind of like the best, some of the, some of the good stuff too, where it's, yeah, all this kind of like stylized sort of music video esque sort of mon montage sort of chunks, chunks of the movie that are just sort of, uh, them existing in this, in this world. And then him messing around, like almost like a, a, an art student, college art student or something messing around with like some interesting, like uh, visual sort of trickery of, of film and stuff. And it's all kind of like the pacing itself as well. I don't know. I mean, I know that's a huge part of the editing editing, um, mm-hmm. but the pa- the pacing itself, at least the first half of the movie in, in my opinion, like one, once we can get more into this, but once, James Franco shows up. Yeah. It just completely, completely changes the movie in in like a very purposeful way. I mean, that's, that's kind of the point of the movie, but, um, I, I don't know. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that first half a lot. I, I'm not like even mad about James Franco being in it, but it just like, he took over the movie that, that second half, it, it became it's all, over. all of it blew him. up. Yeah. He, he blew but it up in terms of, yeah. In terms of the directing um, style and, and everything like that, that totally makes sense. And I did find a lot of like fun, uh, uh, enjoyable parts of that. It wasn't necessarily like the characters or, or the interactions or the, the dialogue, but kind of just the, the feeling that I had um, being in those moments and having things kind of presented in a way that was unorthodox and and fresh and entertaining, man. It was it was a it was an entertaining movie. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because so much of it is like giving you, it's like boiling culture down into a drug, into a dopamine fix. Like it's presenting you with visuals because there's a lot of sex in just the, like from, <laughs> from jump almost, yeah. you know. Oh, I mean, one of the first shots is just big old titties. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just well, I mean, it's just spring break, but that that was just one of the first. I mean, the first uh, introduction of the movie is a montage of spring break, which I there must be at least eight to ten, just mm-hmm. in interspicing montages of of just spring break action, girls gone wild style. Yeah, which I think affects you as a person. Like you, <laughs> you see, you see those images, and you're like, "Yeah, okay, we're we're having a good time," and it really kind of propels you into that vibe of what it's like, what you're seeking out of that. Mm-hmm. And and I think, I think the crux of the conversation about whether this movie is, you know a good movie, but also to what is, I'm sorry, I should have looked this up. This is a situation where the critics hate it and people love it or the opposite. Critics don't love it, but the critics are like fresh on it. And then the audience hates it. It's like a 60. Yeah. I should have that available, but it's 60 something to 30 something. So it's like not, I mean, it's, it's not like the, anyone truly loves it but the audience did seem to just kind of not like it. Got it. Yeah. I have it here. Um, yeah. So what we're going to, so the, yeah, I mean, the point that I'm making is the same, I guess, because of this is a movie that is pretty heady, you know, even though they're, <laughs> there isn't a lot explicitly said in dialogue, nothing is really said to each other. People There's don't even, talk to each other like human beings in this movie like no one has a conversation about that sounds like this hey so what do you think of this oh i'm you know i feel kind of this about this and this is why because i experienced this and whatever oh and then that person reacting to it like oh really so that's how you're gonna feel about or the the phone the phone conversations (laughs) to the moms are like the most like the grandma like out there sort of thing i've ever heard in my life where there's like not mm-hmm. even a, there's not even a pause for like an answer from the mom. They're like, yeah, so I'm just gonna do this. And there's like, it's not even a real phone call. It, like by the end, it, it just it was funny that just everybody was doing it that style that it just it felt dreamlike and in, in a sense with all the music and everything. But I was just kind of chuckling at the Vanessa Hudgens one. I don't know. It was just like there was there was just no pause. And then all the but the, the things that they were talking about, yeah, it just wasn't like you mean people. Selena Gomez. No, the very the very end, like when Vanessa Hudgens was calling and uh, Benson, where they were before they were about to do the last uh, kill the gangster dude. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the conversations with the moms too were just like, "Yeah, mom, I think that's the secret to life." And it, but it's all, dude. All of this, I, all, yeah, all of I, this is the grand the grand thing of of this movie is just that it's all it's spring break man it's just like the, there's these the two characters Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Benson like they, they they are a physical representation of spring break mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like even and then James whatever maybe James Franco was like the the bad side of it like the the the, the side of like the people that always live actually that actually have been living spring break their whole lives or whatever and then found out that it didn't work for them and then 
he's i don't know he's but he just lives there or whatever wherever and goes goes to spring break but i just like the they are just spring break 24 7 their whole lives and that's how they live and i thought the conversation itself warranted like that's why the funny thing i don't know it it almost seems incidental but reason it works so well this this movie because the characters themselves talk so so strangely and and uh, to each other that it perfect, almost perfectly represents like a pseudo intellectual college student trying does, to like right. speak really like verbose or like Profound really yeah. like maybe even how I'm trying to but like really verbose and like deep and philosophical about things that just like they don't understand or they just like that they think like that's how their problems are going to be solved just going to spring break and and blowing it all out for a weekend and discovering who you are and and, and everything like that but the f- that that is part of the reason that that threadbare script or whatever he had worked so well because those things weren't really necessary because it just kind of needed right. the chemistry and the chemistry between the the actors was was good enough and uh and the the appearance of them and and James Franco and and everything was was enough to to push it i mean maybe maybe not and they're not they're not the best performances whatever honestly like whenever james franco spoke spoke it was kind of like Ugh. but like the look of it all and 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 how everything was dressed and um and the the feeling and everything was was all all servicing that that spring break attitude and i thought that had such a great through line through through the movie of spring break and I, it was banging you over the fucking head with it by the end of it absolutely yeah but it, I thought it was pretty successful there, um, and to the point where there there were no consequences, kind of either. But, um, well, that there, yeah, there were some consequences. Some I mean, gotcha, yeah. I guess. Yeah, dead. Um, I, yeah, I kind of kind of went off, but that just that that whole that whole thing, man, is and Franco almost being like a cult leader of Spring Break, just just kind of. Uh, preaching the lifestyle as as a lifestyle essentially yeah yeah i mean that's the look at my shit monologue right (laughs) it's like look at my shit one of many monologues yeah (laughs) um you know oh man that whole scene was so weird to me because um well it's got the where he gets where he blows the guns um i for some reason i didn't remember that that, Do you remember that? That could be a whole fucking conversation. That that fucking part. Uh, I know. I've never seen this. I think I might have watched it and and like turned it off or fallen asleep or something. One late, one Maybe late that's night, what like when drinking, right. drunken late night or something like that. Uh, but that is one little like half-ass like tidbit that I looked saw on IMDb trivia that I was like, oh, like in the script or whatever. Like they were just supposed to shoot the gun at or not shoot the gun, just point the gun at him. But it was James Franco's idea to <laughs> get horny and start giving the gun a blowjob <laughs> i mean the and, thing oh, is, is that, what a surprise <laughs> james, right james franco's idea <laughs> i mean it was a honestly it was a good move my eyes I, I was i i it's it was, just, it was shot yeah it was totally shocking, shocking. and it, and it's also understandable that he would be turned on in that situation because he's got two girls in his bed that he knows are like kind of similar to him and mm-hmm. on the same level and so he's obviously like 
gonna be aroused by violence because that's kind of his lifestyle so like for him to do that also to it, the sexual ambiguity that it created of like oh well he's like bisexual you know to a degree right i'm not um, sure <laughs> i'm not sure if that's what it means but <laughs> i okay right but i think he's gun he's uh, he's a uh, gun sexual gun, se gun sexual <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a, it's just okay. a kink, man. If anything, that'd be a, just like a, a kink. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, like it made sense that he did that. I just, I don't, for some reason, don't remember that in the movie. But the also the turning point of it in his mind was interesting to watch because you just you're you're watching that whole thing go down and it's focused on him as leading up to that and so you just see him in the moment reacting to all of this and making those decisions and yeah it was really um yeah it's shocking and it goes along with the film and that stuff i think was successful and i think honestly james franco's performance was good i don't i like what would i say bad about his performance his voice, man. I, I, I loved, yeah. I loved his body language, his, how he was, mm -hmm. how he was dressed. He, he, he lived, he lived it there. I, I thought, but there was just something about honestly him and, and Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez. Um, I mean, the other, the, I mean, I guess Benson and the, and, and the Corinne, Corinne's wife, is that who it is? Uh, I, I couldn't really tell cause they were just, you know, so much just screaming and just woo, but I don't know. I there was this weird sort of southern thing that kind of kept coming in and out for especially Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens and James Franco that was bothering me because I thought that it would have kind of added to the to the world a bit having them have like a little bit more of those those accents especially kind of James Franco he seems to be living living there and I don't know how long he's been there but he seems like to be kind of just like yeah this is my town and and everything like that but uh mm. Fair. Okay. Those and are really fair. Critiques. It, it yeah. was just like, it was just a little, little all over Uneven. the place, especially because yeah. I knew he was doing a lot of improvising and he just kind of had to have that, that shit on lock. I think if he's just going to start coming up with stuff and I think all of them were kind of like tax tasked to be able to like improvise and come up with scenes on the spot or just like live and mm -hmm. have that chemistry and, you know, okay, you're going to fuck in the pool, have a threesome in the pool. Like you just got to like, there's no script that can tell you, I mean, whatever <laughs> it'd be like blocking and stuff like that. But the way that Harmony Corinne seems to be directing, um, and everything and just like including James Franco's ideas just, uh, inf influence the structure of the movie itself I, as well. I think I, I, I really think once James Franco steps in, I think there's just so much of him and, once once he shows up and the last scene i feel like that they really you know they all have a conversation together is when selena gomez is is crying wanting to go and then he he tells her i just didn't he, get that at all he tells her you gotta okay you're gonna go but they're gonna stay and then that happens but after that there's no conversation between just the the three women in in the movie and then she yeah. gets she gets shot and then cleans her up she's got to go and then i was like okay like you know i i i did like when they were pointing the gun at him for that i think that was my kind of maybe more 
adverse reaction to him blowing the gun besides just the obvious the fact that he's blowing a fucking gun but the, <laughs> the fact that i was like oh here that oh oh there's a little something they're gonna take control i was kind of waiting for them to kind of like uh, what, are, mm-hmm. what are we doing here what the like or even if even if they embrace it even if they totally. did embrace the whole the whole thing like that's i'm accepting i would be accepting that as as long as they had like a discussion about it at some point once selena gomez left of like okay she's gone like what's our plan like like do we rob him or do you know if it was that angle that seemed kind of interesting that the, even if it was teased i thought that was fun and then taken away i you're right you know in, in that scene it, it it perked me up and made me look at the screen and like oh my god he's blown they're gonna about to shoot me oh he's blowing a gun it kind of like felt tarantino-ish or, or something like that and um uh but yeah i just like i they and then immediately after or like they immediately decide to go uh raid the other dude's place Gucci Mane and Gucci Mane, fucking Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. He was great. Gucci. He was great. Uh, oh, but wait, uh, yes. well, if I can just finish, yeah, if yeah, I, yeah. But they, the only thing was they just they called their their moms. They both they both called their moms, and it was kind of that finality of like this is what life like I or that kind of whatever whatever they were saying that just uh, I figured it out. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. But mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted them to have a little little conversation between each other. Or, Figured out uh, the, the meaning the, of life. or the other the other Corinne. What's that? Yeah, figured out the meaning of life that bit. Yeah, because that's yeah. when she, she leaves because the meaning of life is just to be nice to others, which I'm not mad about. But and it also serves a point that you've brought up about, and I agree with you of the movie sounding like an adolescent. Yeah, I and love, I love that. that. Yeah, and to- and tonally that made sense to the film, mm-hmm. and it made sense characters would say that for sure but i'm sorry can oh I, no that was pretty much it just like just them them kind of her crying and everything that kind of felt right especially like in that in that pool scene of her them all just kind of standing there and her her freaking out and then god james franco with the face man oh my god i was like i was I hated so that. creeped out and he put the thumb on her on her lips and everything and she was crying i was just like oh that was so that was so creepy. He just kept like scratching her cheek mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. his with his hands. Ooh. And then she just bails and never comes back from the movie. And I I was more accepting of that once uh the other girl got shot and then she left. I was like, oh, okay, that's just like they're and then it's these two that are the fucking wackos that are gonna stay. But there there was no okay, yeah. My final my final point on those two was just like, yeah, there was no fault there's no conversation and there was no follow through of their characters really, I guess separately. Cause I, I really thought there was gonna be a suicidal element of Vanessa Hudgens' character. Um sure. I, I thought I I don't know if that was Vanessa Hudgens just coming up with constantly like grabbing a gun and pointing it at herself. And I think Ashley Benson kind of was doing that with like the the would she put alcohol in the squirt gun and was like giving herself shots and stuff. Um maybe they're both suicidal. I guess that kind of follows through. They're just like destructive and, and everything, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that might've been uh, drawn out deeper, but it's not necessary. I, I guess it's just like, it's such a strong image when the, the other, one of the first shots is her like taking the notebook of the cock and then, and then yeah. fake sucking it and then shooting yeah. herself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Fuck. Okay. This is, this is the movie. Okay. That was like one of the first things that happened. <laughs> I think, yeah, in moments like that, the movie is up its own ass, though. I yeah, think it, there, 
they're so much of the time like yeah the sh like always just being like i'm gonna fucking kill myself because life is so boring you know oh i'm so over this and having that attitude and i think you could frame it in a way and i i, I think ultimately i'd be pretty easy on this film um from like from the critique honestly that i'll make um after this point of like it if you th think less and just understand that the film is trying to be shocking because this mm -hmm. this way of living is narcissistic and shallow and if you actually mm -hmm. shallow being the uh, app term of like if you think about this film in a shallow sense of like oh this was you know this was shocking this looked you know this looked glamorous this looked rich this looked uh powerful this looked dangerous like almost a kind of a thin layering of it presents those images to you of like here is a shot of something that looks dangerous here's a shot of something that looks sexualized um it is effective in doing that because it understands the characters and the lifestyle to present what's in the or compose an image that represents that like it is having the appropriate brands it's having the appropriate outfits it's having the appropriate music this is really yeah. like of its time with music like you have two yeah. skrillex mm -hmm. songs in this yeah. when he these were Black those Keys. songs right oh black oh, ellie golding the, i think was the last song or yeah Totally. And also the casting alone. You have Selena oh Gomez God, and you have yeah. Vanessa Hutchins in it. I was reading a little bit about Selena Gomez's involvement in it because this was during the time that she was like really fucking popular. Mm -hmm. She had a huge clout um, in just the sphere, the public sphere. People really were starting to know her name in, you know, a gargantuan way. And her involvement in this film was really a majority of what people talked about. They're like, oh, this is going to be this sexualized spring break movie, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure what was always the weird thing to people when discussing it is it's written and directed by Harmony Corrin, where everybody's like the gummo guy, like that's the person who's doing that. Mm -hmm. It just seems so, so interesting to me that he was able to sell this film to those, to those actors because yeah. Them being in the film makes a lot of sense and is actually really effective. Are they good actors? Oh, no, not dude, that that absolutely was very effective. Yeah, the casting because they're yeah they're just they're good looking people and the, and it's really about and well, there no, is that, this and also the idealized or like the vision of mm -hmm. everyone thinking they're Disney or like they are Disney stars. Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez are that they're too. Disney stars and they're. And especially within Selena Gomez's character, uh, her name is uh, Faith, by the Faith. way. Faith. And S Vanessa Hedgens' character is a Candy. She's the wild one. Um, but they're Disney stars, man. Yeah. So just like watching them get corrupted was has such an effect on you. Absolutely. But now I will shift into where the movie is unsuccessful and in a way that I can understand people being like, this movie is fucking stupid is that <laughs> there is a Vanessa, uh, not Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Selena Gomez is doing the, um, the VO, right? So we're getting, yeah. we're getting her perspective on spring break. 
what's going on in the film because no one really talks to the you know each other about what's going on right. because really it is a desperate uh collection of settings that have almost mm -hmm. no talking and typically have music overlay like right. So the VO work and the stories being told through Selena Gomez, and there is so much of this juxtaposition of her character being this person who is involved in religion and who is like setting up this pretty stereotypical motif of here is this good Christian girl who is going to get corrupted by alien, get corrupted by spring break as a whole and get corrupted by her like her friends. Her yeah, she's friend. the main character. She has to be the main character. She has to be the main character. And then, so, her leaving and everything leading up to her leaving, to me, I thought was really stupid and made no sense. Because I thought we were going in a direction of, so here's this person who is just got done telling her friends, this is the perfect place. I never want this to end. So I was assuming that the movie would go in a direction of, well, she's going to continue to be the main character because she is the most arguably to lose because she has yeah. her like convictions and her faith. Like she's going to be the one at the end of this film who's like holding the gun yep. and then making and making a tough decision of like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to choose this life. And we get in the middle of yeah. the movie. She just starts crying and goes home. Yeah. <laughs> That would just made, made me kind of hate the movie because I was like, we just all I heard was this internal fucking dialogue of this person who really just didn't believe anything they were saying. Mm -hmm. They just gave up on all of their dreams and aspirations mm -hmm. because they just got really arguably just tipped their toe. They went to a in, pool, pool, in the like they went to jail and went to a pool bar. Yeah, right. But the, even the jail stuff was like, yeah, nothing. And they, they were there yeah. and then they were gone. Mm -hmm. And then so. Another thing, too, is I thought that it is going like really the plot of this movie is, is these girls have to work together to pay off Alien or not pay him off mm -hmm. because he'll, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll never like let them go. And that would be like the other yeah. ending conflict. Mm -hmm. But then Selena Gomez, they, they owe him something, right? Yeah. But it wasn't even about owing him. <laughs> yeah. It ended up right. that they two, those two just like straight up fell in love and they had no qualms about it. That were, there was never a conversation. Well, the three of them, Corinne was just like, I'm shot by like her thing was just like, fuck it. Like I'm, I got shot. And it was like, no, no question of just like mm, me next. Okay. And they were just like, mm, bye. And no conversation. Um, no conversation. But, I mean what? like the, and the Selena Gomez thing, like, dude, that I was, I was on the same board. And then my immediate reaction after the movie, I was like, you know, I always, I always tailor the movie. I'm like, oh, what if it could be different this way? And I'm not sure if I'm not saying I want to watch this movie, uh, and I'm not saying it would be better for it. But the way that they did set up Selena Gomez's character at the beginning made it seem like the entire movie would take place how it took place almost, and then that would be the first half, which is what we just watched, and then second half would be like the consequences, and we'd be like, oh, Selena Gomez has has somehow like has involvement of this and there's some evidence of her involvement in all of this and of the car that they burnt and, and burnt when yep. they stole it and everything and all these things that seem, sure. seemingly were kind of like set up and it just took the easy way out. I think a little bit in, in a lot of ways oh, and a, like, of just like in, the in a big bit, not in a little yeah. bit. 
Yeah. yeah and I, I think it was kind of expressing earlier too. It's just like, it just, I, I said it was paint by numbers and it just like turned into just what it was even more watered down than, than that, because I really thought it was going to, there was going to be consequences and they just didn't decide to have consequences. The only conflict at the end was just like James Franco introducing Gucci Mane into the story and it all becoming about, about James Franco. The entire movie became about James Franco in, in the second half and all of his wants and mm. needs and desires. And he became the main character of the movie. And then he died at the end too. And then you're left with the two party animals who really, what have, they've been on one track. They haven't changed. There's been no arc. They are at the same at the end. They barely even talk. At the beginning, they barely <laughs> even talk to each other. They, you know, they've been like, James Franco's servants. And then the minute he dies, they don't even look down at him. I know they come back later, but like the minute he, that was just a strange sort of pacing thing where you just say like, he fucking gets capped and they just like, don't even think about it. You know, I don't know. Maybe you, I overthink like those dramatic moments in movies where we're like, oh, alien, no. And then they look at each other like, what do we do? We got to fucking do this. And then they go in, they didn't have that moment, which whatever you, maybe you don't need it, but they didn't, they just didn't even look at him. And then at the end, they just kind of give him a kiss and just go on their merry way. It's just like, so those were the characters. I I don't know. You don't really have anyone to root for in this movie. I, I guess like who who are you really rooting for? Like Selena Gomez, like you said, has a lot to lose. The other those two feel like they're suicidal, right. destructive, and they don't give a they don't give a fuck what happens, and they end up coming out on top despite all of their terrible awful decisions that get people shot and close. I mean, mm -hmm. and they were Selena Gomez was harassed and put in jail, yeah. put in jail, whatever. I mean, they all, they all fucking uh, did drugs and put themselves in jail and stuff like that. But, uh, and it's all the responsibilities that um, at a point, but it's just like, there was no comeuppance. There was no turnaround. And at the same time, you know, I could, I, I see that straight shot of the bullet out of just like we're or out of the gun of just kind of like of the story of just like, we're, we're going to end the movie right when it would get to that point of consequence or get to that point of like mm -hmm. after the fact, because that's not going to be as exciting. And that's not, that's just not spring break. That's not very spring break of you to, mm -hmm. to go that route with the, with the movie plot probably because <laughs> that's the minute spring break ends probably is maybe, is maybe what Harmony Crin was trying to say or some shit. I don't know, but. Uh, they got, they got, they got Gucci Mane's car. I don't know where they're going with it, but they got Gucci Mane's car. And then I don't know what she's going to say with that bullet wound and then the burnt car in the, at, at home, but yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean, it could have easily That's been described, <laughs> described to the, like in the, you know, at a point they have the conversation again, like just have a fucking conversation with each other. I'm talking yeah. about, um, uh, Vanessa Hudgens and Benson, or yeah. who was at the end? yeah and Benson, Benson yeah she yeah like and how Thurman's daughter too wow yeah um just having a conversation of like well we shouldn't go back because if we do go back then there's the possibility that they're going to come after us for robbing just a fully populated uh diner like yeah they they would be right like the fact that they were even able to really go across state lines, like, I don't know, I guess I can, you know, because they did, maybe just did it in such close proximity, because really the film seems like it takes place over the course of like, I don't know, a week, a week <laughs> and a half, maybe. Um, do you wait? Oh, no, you can go on if you want. But I was just, do you remember when they robbed a wedding? 
I'm pretty oh. sure. I'm pretty sure it was a wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was a wedding with James Franco when they go and re- yeah, dude, they so robbed fucking... a fucking wedding. <laughs> yeah, you That's know the funniest any... shit to me, dude. I I I want to know. Like, I wish yeah, that was, the was there. More, there was more of a setup there or something. Like, okay, we know all these people are. It's in in like this, like field in the middle of nowhere, and there's no security. We're gonna go in there, and they got all this money for. What at a wedding? I don't know. And they were like, yeah. they threw the, the dude into a cake. I was like, is that a cake? Is that a white dress? Are they robbing a wedding? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> that was a, that was later with Alien, but oh man. I just had to say that. That that was hilarious to me. That is so funny because yeah, I just God, I didn't even take stock in that. I was like, oh, this movie, they're just burning the world down. You know, that was the vibe that they were going for. It's like, you know, everybody's, no one's safe from this crew. They're just like, you know, just the type of, you know, character. It's a stereotype, stereotypical character in my mind of like somebody who just says like "fuck you," to yeah. just like to flip people <laughs> off for no reason, right? You're just like, yeah, I just like, fuck everybody, fuck order um, and, and weddings and just society and yeah, the uh, just, and it also seems like a great. A lot of these are just like great shots from music videos. I feel like you know, I mean, I mean, like the ending ending shot driving the Lambo and all that stuff, but like crashing the dude into the cake in slow motion. Oh, that's a great music video shot amongst like, yeah, again, the eight to 10 montages of spring break and, and robbing and, and, and partying and, and shit. But yeah, that is this movie. It's weird to me that the movie doesn't have any, like it skips. Like, isn't it weird that the main characters kind of skip having interactions at parties? Like, there's a lot of partying in the movie, but it's never like you're having really conversations at a party too much. I know that there's the conversation about, you know, with Selena Gomez where they go to that party and then she's uncomfortable, rightfully so, mm-hmm. and then and then wants to leave. Um, there's no conversations at parties. Everybody, mm-hmm. it's, a mu- it's a music video every time they're at a party. And mm-hmm. again, it's like, I, I feel like it's a weird missed opportunity where you could have supplanted a character that would have grounded them in that world. Like, I mean, I guess being grounded is kind of the whole like antithesis of this movie. But Someone like, to like empathize with the characters oh, or something or, or, oh. or to like uh, help, help in their, in their situation or, or, or something, or, or provide like a foil to maybe right. where they could end up if they continue to go down this pathway or, and then they get like mm. hit, killed in some sort of way. And then they have to like realize, Oh, maybe life is, I don't know. There, the realization right. only came for, from Selena and that came halfway through the movie. And then the second half was about James Franco wanted to get back at Gucci, but that, it seemed to me that, yeah, the the movie was propagated on like the realization of just like maybe spring break isn't what it's all cracked up to be. But for Vanessa and Hudgens and Benson, it's a lifestyle and they're out there living their spring break. <laughs> right. Just, just stone cold killers just went up into that complex of Gucci Mane, which I just love. He was in a bubble <laughs> bath, just telling yeah. girls like how he likes them to kiss each other. That was just <laughs> the best. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Harmony Corrin just <laughs> just showed up and he was already <laughs> <Sorry. born at. laughs> He's like, this is perfect. <laughs> say whatever you want to say. I don't I don't write scripts. That's not how my movies work. <laughs> what a real slice of slice of life, slice of Gucci life. <laughs> oh man. He was Dude, the I fucking... really 
I think he, he had to have come up with some of that some of that shit too. One of the things he said was like, uh, the chick was riding him. He was just like, "Man, you playing my dick like a piano? You like fucking <laughs> Mozart?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, God, he was great. He was he was awesome, man. He, he rolled up on the in the Lambo next to him. He brought menace. He was he was serious. He like I don't know. He just he brought. This movie, this movie, movie is a is a movie of vibes and everything, and he he brought the menacing and and scary vibes that this movie needed needed an antagonist, and it's I you would think that James Franco was going to be the antagonist, you know, totally. you him coming in is just mm-hmm. like ooh, ooh, he's but then he becomes like right savior. I don't know for Benson and Hudgens, which are your main characters. I I don't know, fuck, but uh, mm-hmm. but Gucci. I guess as the antagonist, but I don't know. What did he really do wrong? He's just, he's defending his hood. I don't know. Like James Franco's trying, trying to come up and what happens? James, both James Franco and Gucci get killed and all his bodyguards. And then what? Then Ben, what? Yeah. I'm just so yeah. curious about, about the end of this movie, but man, that's that scene with Gucci in the tub. That, that made me so, and just like how, <laughs> how long, like that was his whole night too. Like he started, okay. So he started, in bed with with just you know just fucking around threesome mm-hmm. whatever and and then it was kind of cutting back and forth i just love that whole progression of his night and he's just like all right let's let's move into the bathroom like you you go in the shower i'm gonna get this tub started yeah and then that was <laughs> just the progression and he was unfazed by them coming in with the guns too no yeah he was right. just like the fuck like yeah he, 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 he was ready down. yeah yeah excellent casting because he's the type of rapper that like is um he knows that he knows what he's he's not he doesn't need Mm. to act in what he was doing (laughs) straight up yeah which is really if is playing to his strengths then which is Mm -hmm. good i mean no offense to gucci Mane, but he's not going to be winning an oscar i'm sorry like even in that performance there were certain things when he needed to like kind of move certain things along like there were um when he was talking about talking to james franco about how he doesn't like what he's doing like when it kind of gets a little bit more into the in into the conflict he was mumbling a bit yeah he mumbling and he's just he was also kind of stilted like he's the type of person he's like i really don't know what i'm doing because i mean you know we all watch a finished product where everything flows and it's all nice but i mean you know if you if you understand how films are being made it's like it's such a weird like thing that you just that scene is going to be shot you know you're not even going to know what it's going to look like. You're just like, okay, I guess this is how it could look like. Mm-hmm. And you have to have all of that going in your head and be like, okay, so this is how I got here. This is what I, like my motivation is and all of that stuff. And so you could kind of see him being a little stiff at times, but yeah. And I honestly, I think this movie is a, is a, a quite a series of one takes. Like, I think there's a lot of times mm-hmm. where they just kind of just like, yeah, that was, that was great. Let's move on. Cause there's a lot of just like that, whatever kind of guerrilla filmmaking and the parties and, and stuff like that too, where it was just kind of just like seeing, like looking at destruction and, and people just, just doing their thing and not really thinking about like, Oh, let's do it again. Just kind of like watching it as it, as yeah. it happens. And, and uh, yeah, it's, that's hard to know how to gate. Yeah. Gauge yourself as an actor, knowing how you, yeah. How you come off and how it, how it should be as opposed to, how you're how you're just doing it for the first time you know but 
he yeah. again the you know like the the body language the way everything's set up and everything you know and and he 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 knows he, he, fill, he filled out those the scene scenes and everything the same as as everyone did and and how it how it looked there was just so such imagery that that harmony Korean like wanted to capture of of just like things that some things are just like i i don't think i'll forget or just every now now and then i'll remember of just kind of like huh that was like just such a such a fucking funny strange thing to see girls in bikinis and pink beanies doing a ring around the rosy with shotguns and i was just like i just that That's image great, i'll have a yeah. dream of it all of a sudden i'm sure in like five mm-hmm. years or something and just be like mm-hmm. why did i have a dream of like girls with ring around the rosy it's with so evoking and, yeah and, and james franco on an outside white piano is just like those dream like elements britney spears too dude yeah. the and that was like another there was multiple britney spears songs and i thought that was a great through line of 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 it and i i i thought that was an, a very effective scene i thought again the the part the parts where this movie i think heard it i think for me is where it's just like oh that was a cool thing but then they like keep doing it and yep. it like mm-hmm. bangs you over the fucking head of of you know mm-hmm. like oh yeah like whatever with the sp- spring break partying or whatever but and and then also yeah james franco on the piano and they he just comes back and it's just him just fucking like improvising i'm sure just like four little chickies on the ground one guy <laughs> shot i'm gonna kill my best friend he's my best friend and it doesn't it's just like Ugh, it, it was yeah. it was really like and it just lasted so and it was just like drawn out and everything and there was a lot of just drawn out things and, and things that just like if you didn't get the first time they'll make sure that you'll get it like the fifth time of of the joke or the thing that they're trying to do i i felt like and it, it does get like somewhat redundant and yeah i mean someone just enjoying like trying to just do like an, a surface level enjoying like just watching this movie and everything too not trying to get it glean anything deeper out of it or whatever i can see just getting bored of a lot of that stuff you know mm-hmm. which i think is a good segue into um the score and the and the polarization there um because yeah i think it makes sense why audiences don't like it because if you yeah it, since it, since it lacks a plot it lacks uh any like there's no justification or repercussions for bad behavior so there's no like there's no conclusion <laughs> there's no plot there's no conclusion <laughs> characters don't talk to each other like these are these are things where yeah like the i mean the typical movie viewer is not gonna like this movie i feel like this was around red box times when this movie came out 2012 this was oh, like sure. this was like peak red box too where people were just like I don't know. There was more settling of movies of just like there may be less selection um, in terms of streaming and people would go grocery shopping and then walk out and then just kind of like, we can only pick out of these movies and we're going to go home. And it was kind of that rental experience and just kind of, I feel like that affects scores a lot when it's just people that think it's going to be one thing and then go home and then, well, now I'm stuck with this movie and I, oh, I'll just like, not going to finish it i'm just going to rate it or or something like that i i don't know i there's something about i think there's something with like the red box or yeah you just kind of have to settle i know like renting movies at 
yeah, you mentioned Hollywood video and stuff like that, or you just kind of go off the cover of the movie and maybe you're looking for, for something <laughs> different. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'd push back and say I'd be hard pressed that if you're, you know, going through a red box at a grocery store, even picking spring breakers, you'd be like, I hope no one's looking because this is just like, uh, it's, you know, the girls in bikinis framed in a way that is hypersexual. Like it would almost be like renting a porno and feeling like that a little bit. That's true. Uh, I would say that may it. Because, okay, I'm just first and foremost surprised that this film is actually not as highly rated by audiences because I feel like internet, like people born on the, like, yeah, born on the internet essentially would have been the right age for this movie to be like really cool to them and really edgy and has like Disney characters gone bad. There's a lot of, you know, just, yeah, there's a lot of sex violence and drugs in it and, you know, music that they're listening to as well. Um, so it was kind of surprising how low the audience score is, but now thinking about maybe really what happened is, is that you have this, you know, people conceptualizing that these Disney stars are in a film, they go see it mm. and then realize that this is a, more of an art piece about sex and drugs than mm. it is about like really anything like morally like uh any commentary like yes commentary on morality right because i can understand it potentially being successful if the film itself was more successful at like selena gomez's character again you know experiencing yeah. this culture and then redeeming herself at the end. Mm -hmm. I think that would have maybe been a better play for people coming to this film because I think it would have leveled out for sure. Right. It there would have been a, a yeah, closer balance, right. Of this like high art, very just, uh, you know, kind of avant-garde, if you will, style that the critics enjoyed. Like it's, it's funny that, you know, this is the movie that critics are, you know, not like on fire about, but they saw the inherent, the artistic value that yeah, this film definitely, uh, um, especially provide. the, especially the direct, I'm sure it's slanted. They knew our harmony Corinne was making and everything. And they're maybe they're willing to cut, cut slack for maybe whatever, whatever happens. I, you know, I, I don't think that contributes it hundred percent. I, I still think if you, if they saw it, whatever, now, without anyone, without knowing who the director was, it could have had the same effect. But, uh, well, it, uh, I mean, if if Michael Bay would have directed this movie, then I think audiences would have loved it and critics would have hated it because they would have done kind of what I was saying is, is that it would have been a much clear linear story that is a redemption story. It would have been the action and setting would have been bigger. So you would have like, cause there's really not a whole lot of action in this movie. Like, yeah, I think the scene at the end is pretty fucking sweet where they, you know, kind of go through the um, <laughs> Gucci Mane's place and, and get to him. But there, it's really not that blown out of a movie. It's pretty like contained and, you know, it's not even like riffraff, even though he's got all this shit, it's, he's still kind of living. It's not like he's living in a mansion. And to me, it seemed like his bedroom, like, yeah, he's living in a two bedroom place and you know, yeah, his in car. Florida. <laughs> right. And his yeah. car is not like, he's not driving some, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just, it's curious. I think the critic critic thing too. Yeah. I just curious what kind of, 
how kind of that will affect certain things like the relationship between the director and the critic as well. And whether the, mm-hmm. whether yeah. the, the, it, the director's on favorable terms. And I, I think that is something that is considered a lot more by the critics is the director and, and the production and, and who's involved and everything and, and how they're aware they are of maybe things like that, that just people, people don't have time for people to just want to watch a movie and don't, a lot of people don't, don't care. They just want to like, get their groceries and grab a movie and, and entertain, entertain themselves. Uh, but I'm curious, yeah, going forward to like how, how that might affect things. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with you where like, I'm surprised the audience score is, is so low. Uh, I think that to me, I think it, I don't, I, I can maybe understand this and I'm guessing this, this is my theory is maybe the second half with James Franco a bit and the expectation that it was going to be about Selena Gomez and the more like maybe vanilla kind of plot of Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. like redeeming herself through, through all of that. And maybe they were expecting the movie to go that way. And maybe that's what they wanted. And then when it turned and she left the movie, I could see just a lot of people being like, what Selena Gomez is leaving. Like, I don't know. I could just imagine people like, what is this movie now? It's just James Franco giving a gun a blowjob. Like why, why am I watching this? You know, or I, I don't know. I, I think there could be some, oh, like, some reactions to some of that stuff at the end. And then uh, more of the violence gangster stuff. Well, I don't know. I, I, it almost to me from the poster and everything to me, it looked like it could be a, a thriller and, and mm-hmm. more, down that kind of uh rabbit yeah, hole that, but the right. that was more the second half and the beginning was kind of like uh um yeah just this this more like an indie drama or something about a girl lo- a girl's lost figure trying to find themselves on on spring break and everything and even if it kept to that that movie and James Franco was less involved. I would, I would enjoy that a lot too, you know, and, and if it was a little bit more of them and, and their backstories, but whether Harmony Corinne has the capacity and, and willingness or capabilities to, to do any of that with characters, um, yeah, it's not, just... it's, it's just is what it is. You know, you, you got to take what you can take out of, out of this director. And I, I think critics recognize that too. It's just encouraging that fresh, fresh voices in, in cinema and, and everything like that. And, there's clear uh, artistic, um, you know, virtuosity, honestly, like with a lot of these shots are, and, and in a very uh, earnest way, which I appreciate where maybe some other like, big, like more Michael Bay or sort of filmmaker where it's not going to do any sort of like risky things uh, may not put some of the shots of like that weird effect that was going on when they were, super drugged out right about to get arrested and it almost looked like they were like clay or something. I don't know. It was like this filter that they put on it. It was really grainy and it was like mm-hmm. a really druggy trippy thing. And it kind of looked like a college student kind of just like was messing around with filters on their cameras and did it. And that's kind of stuff was just like, this is really cool to watch. Like I, I like watching this and mm-hmm. uh, I watched, I don't know if you'd seen it, but I watched a movie that I thought was, trying to tackle a similar thing, but I didn't find as entertaining was a uh, bling ring, it, uh, the bling ring. I don't mm. know if you saw that one. I have, yeah. But it was, it was pretty good, but it just, it didn't capture the voices of those people that were making those terrible decisions. I thought, I thought it was a little bit Ooh, more, a, a little bit more dry in terms of the tone. 
and everything like that. And it was more dramatic and it, and it did go down those lines. Maybe we were talking to where people were expecting mm -hmm. of like, oh, they have to deal with the consequences. And it was a true story and everything, but uh, mm -hmm. deal with the consequences and, and the relationships between each other. Um, that but, movie is directed by Sofia Coppola. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's great, great stuff. There's actually, I mean, we didn't bring up the 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 best shot in the movie. You know, I don't know, whatever. It's, it was a very showy shot and everything too but i thought it was a really great one shot was the robbery of the diner was it a diner where the, yeah you know my favorite shot yeah. was in the in the car going in the car silent mm -hmm. while everyone was robbing the place and then comes out the other side you know very effective Incredible. simple and and yep. required nothing besides great body language and from the from the actors they didn't have to say anything and that's where this movie you know shines Itself. and if you remember bling oh yeah there was a shot in the bling ring that I remember was the one of one thing I remember of that movie. Oh man, it was, I don't know if I can explain it well enough, but it was pretty much like a drone shot of this house and you see them come in. It's like a dark night and it's this house with the lights mm -hmm. on and it's a drone shot from the outside and it stays on that drone, like wide drone shot the whole time as they're ransack go, you see them go inside the house all in out and then they just go out and leave and the shot never moves from that. And that, and it was all quiet and like things like that where it just shows really the director's capability to take a scene that is so loud and do the opposite with it and drown out the noise and make it quiet. Like, and then with the Gucci main raid or whatever, you're playing the songs and you're as overdone as that is with however fucking suicide squad wants to do the, the first suicide squad where everything's a song and all that shit. There's ways to overdo it, but it is very effective when it, yeah, it does kind of that, the opposite sort of, sort of effect and and there was a lot of those moments where it would be party 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 and then go into the the soft uh more more calm music with them kind of like hanging out with just each other like leaning on each other and i don't know they didn't have yeah. they didn't have any i mean they didn't have there's pillow fights but they might as well i mean the way they were acting with each other you know they're just like uh just on spring break, I guess, you know, they're just, they're all over each other the whole time. <laughs> it was, I was giggling, giggling at it. Some of this, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, that's it. This, this one's interesting with, with the, with the divide. I, I don't know. It's, I, I, I'm not, do you, do you remember when this movie came out? If you had like a certain reaction that you heard from, from people, because I mean, with Lion King, that was my thing. I think I heard that, it was either nothing or just people didn't like it. And I was kind of surprised that it had such a high rating audience wise. Cause I thought people didn't really like it. And I guess I was just hearing my information from maybe more critics or something. I don't know any fucking critics. Um, but do you, did you hear anything like when this movie came out, like what people thought of it? It's kind of like an interesting angle with all of this stuff, because I don't know. Mm. We're like, I'm just curious, like the divide between, us and the Rotten Tomatoes website of just like, does it represent what we experience? Not that we have our finger on the pulse of, you know, everything going on, but I think we pretty much essentially talked about it, but did you have a reaction from friends or anything like that, that you remember? I don't remember. So in 2012, so or I just was came and went, you know, <laughs> no, it just came and went because in 2012 I was, I had moved back to Temecula just recently from living in Fullerton because I was making the transition of like, okay, so I can't afford to be here anymore. I need to figure out a different situation. 
and so I'm like transitioning back to Temecula to then go to um, first I started at Mount San Jacinto and then went to Palomar but I was in Temecula at this time so if anything like this came out in a weird spot where I wasn't surrounded by a lot of people anymore because of after living in Fullerton, where it was just like people 24 seven. So there was still definitely a part of me, like at this time I'm 22. Um, you know, this movie, I think what we're the kind messaging, of the demographic for this movie, we're the, we're the totally the demographic for this movie. Like I definitely knew about this movie. I knew yeah. the riffraff was yeah. even at that time, you know, I had a huge and, crush on Selena. Do totally. I mean, Benson's hot as hell too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I knew about this movie, but I don't think I really was able to talk to or got too much of like. If this movie would have come out two years earlier, it would have been a huge fucking deal because mm-hmm. then it was the time in my life where there was. I mean, you, you were part rated movies I mean, are a big deal. <laughs> that yeah, that that too. Um, I mean, you were part of that where there's just there's people all the time and we were uh, hanging out and things like this are it would have been really effective because it's. It's about the music, it's about partying, it's about, you know, spring break, it's about all of the stuff that college kids are into and. Yeah, I think this movie just came and went for me because at the time, I think I just like. Yeah, I mean, to this day, right, people on Temecula, I mean, some people have not left, and it's not like they're going on spring break a lot, which is just so interesting, I'm sure, for people to hear that aren't from Southern California, because you would assume, right, if that, and maybe this is a wrong assumption about people outside of California, but I would assume that people outside of California look at us like, oh, especially during spring break and shit like that, people are out at the beach, people are, you know, getting fucked up and doing this shit, or at least there is an affluent part built in to Southern California where a lot of people are just going to Cabo San Lucas or whatever for spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's not the case in Temecula. There's plenty of people in Temecula that aren't going to be going to fucking Cabo San Lucas for spring break. They're not, they're not honestly going really a whole lot of places. Like you're just, um, you're visiting people here and there in LA or San Diego, but I mean, yeah, you're just, um, there, there are a lot of people that have that trip on on like they're planning for that trip like one day like i, I don't know especially a lot of people in, in temecula in temecula where it's just like i'm working so hard which isn't this isn't out of the ordinary but to get to mm-hmm. that vacation and you're so desperate to get there and and, and like that's yeah. it's almost to the point where like that's why you're not that's why you're working but it's just like that's what you're looking forward to and you know, whatever, mm-hmm. working for the weekend and, and there's just, there's, I feel like we've known a lot of people like that too. And we've at points in our lives as well, have put a lot of time and energy into, you know, going to music festivals and, and, and mm-hmm. getting a lot out of those and are at least my, my dumb, uh, college mind or, or whatever, like a lizard brain under certain certain drugs and everything might think like this is what life should be is this all the time and this is what this is what it's all about and everything because um that's just that's just uh what what you want <laughs> at that time and i yeah yeah they they captured that well i i think ashley benson and vanessa hudgens i think there are you know like th- seeing how excited they were about spring break and how at school they were already kind of like their attitude was already on spring break while they were at school getting ready and everything like that. It's just like, I, yeah, you know, people like that or, or that are still like that now too, that just like, 
that's that's what they want to do with their their free time and yeah um, i mean that's definitely now i would say almost more true than at least in my life more true than ever is that now as people have gotten uh, are starting to make money like they yeah. are working towards those trips more frequently mm-hmm. um as opposed to yeah because i mean just but in the, my the life the desperation of like a college student and or like or maybe not the like the ability to just be okay with reality like yeah or or just like the 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 trip of just going however it goes like you want to have things locked down about how things are going to go you're not going to fucking go to jail for drugs and then get tied to a alien man (laughs) or maybe you will (laughs) maybe yeah i mean maybe that's that's what maybe that's what harmony corinne did (laughs) i know he got yeah he was vanessa hudgens in that story (laughs) 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 that'd be wild um, I think it would be fun to have a uh, end these episodes with what would our Rotten Tomato score be, and it could be yeah zero to zero to a hundred. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess well, whatever our score is, we'll just, you know be the deciding factor of whether we agree with the audience score or the critics. So um, we don't need to clarify that. But yeah, what would I give this movie? Honestly, I would. I'm. I alluded to it at the very beginning of this discussion, but I'm honestly pretty favorable um, for this movie because uh, the weirdness and the understanding of the culture is apparent in the movie. And I think it is fundamental to anything that you would say is successful in this movie is comes from knowing the subject matter and yeah i mean just fundamentally that knowing the subject like knowing your subjects um and i think there really is an understanding by harmony corinne on this where he um he knew what was popular like he knew what people wanted who are going on spring break at that time and yeah if this was a bigger budget movie or a bigger director it would be a Honestly, it would be this advert walking advertisement, you know, for brands and it would seem out of touch. It would see to seem too big in scale where yeah. it's like, well, now this isn't just, you know, no one's having a spring break like this, you know, because there is a real or it you know turns into like the hangover or something like that. I don't know. Just sure. Like, oh, they went too hard. Uh Oh, right. Yeah. And it just is cliche and yeah, just whatever. So. I, I don't hate this movie. I, I, I can understand why people don't like it because Brandon yes. Stables, I don't hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. You can take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. Cash that check. That'll oh, get you, I don't know, a dinner. <laughs> a nice, a nice dinner. A, ni- a nice one dinner. <laughs> You know, it can be a five to seven hundred dollar dinner, but it's just oh, going to be one. Of them. Yeah. It's just one. <laughs> you can have that dinner at the bank if you want to, where all the money is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even then, yeah, it's like I just went and did a twelve hundred dollar dinner for Nick Schulte's birthday. I'm like, I don't know. It's it's not like insane. It wasn't like we were like, oh. <laughs> Dude, once once so... alcohol gets involved, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Especially yeah. you get like I mean, bottles. Yeah, I mean, there was 
there was eight people and everybody had like three cocktails. I mean, that alone, right? It's like oh yeah, six hundred bucks. There you go. <laughs> and, then, and then and then every every dish, nothing like the cheapest dish that you, that was there was I think like twenty seven something around there, right? Yeah. And um, like median would be probably thirty three, thirty four. Great dinner. I told you about it. Uh, this is now a, pl- a plug for Pacifica Del Mar. Sorry. Wait, oh, Pacifica? Uh, oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. I was in Palm Springs and I saw Pacifica. I didn't go in though. I saw I saw the Pacifica in Palm Springs. Palm nice. Palm Desert or Hell whatever. Yeah. But it looked really good. I was thinking about it. Hell yeah. It was fantastic. Okay. Sorry. I, I went to Tommy Bahama. Mom, <laughs> the restaurant, baby. The restaurant, baby. <laughs> That's my tie of my life. Two thumbs up from your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) From everybody's dad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just more of the royal we. Um, What would I give this movie? I would give this movie a... 69% because it's a... That's right. That's it just feels good. It just feels good. It's a it's a sexed up movie, and I'm gonna give it a sexy (laughs) percentage score. (laughs) So I'm honestly on the side of the critics. Like, yeah, they're you know say what you will about fundamental plot structure and whatever, which again you can say a lot about. But um, I think artistically it was pretty effective in evoking a lot of like hypersexualized, hyper like you know graphic shit, mm-hmm. um, and then really it did stay in the pocket for the most part of a. It is told from the perspective of an adolescent, and it maintained that pretty well. And alien included because it's like here's a person who's in arrested arrested development like that person never grew up it's like they were left alone as a child and they just had to figure it out themselves and they're like well what do i want i want fucking knives on my wall (laughs) (laughs) right i want every color of shorts (laughs) look at all this shit look at all this shit look at look at sore i got fucking guns i got every color shorts i got shoes (laughs) this is my bed this is (laughs) Where we launch into space because I'm an alien. Yeah, I'm an alien. So yeah, sixty nine percent. I'll run through some of my notes real quick before I give my score because I pretty much think I I said everything that I feel about this movie. I I think you know, I, I think I summed it up pretty much just by talking. But um, this movie has surfer dude vibes. Uh, if anyone likes surfer dude, it kind of kind of gives me surfer dude vibes. Uh, James Franco's rap song sucks and not is offbeat when he shows up. And that was mm-hmm. kind of a bummer because I wish like if he's going to be a rapper, I wish I actually one fucking scene of him fucking rapping well on beat like to something. And all it was was just someone like that white piano that's going to get fucking destroyed outside. Um, bikinis and big booties. That's what life is all about. That's what he says yep. at the end of his rap song. Uh, a lot of life lessons in that movie. <laughs> I learned I learned a lot. A lot about life in that movie. Oh, um he was uh when 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 did he say this? Uh he was talking to I think Vanessa Hudgens and um Benson. I think they were like he was just like talking about how much he loves them. He's like, You yeah. you guys are like old fashioned bitches straight out of a book. Yep. Right. And that just reminds me of like James Franco as James Franco being like, what would a gangster say? Cause he doesn't know books very well. 
Yep. And I do because I'm James Franco. Um, robbed a wedding, ring around those shotguns. I will just say, it just came to my mind describing that. It really blew me away that in that scene with, because I think that was it might have been after the blowjob of the guns, but it was so crazy to me that, and I didn't, I honestly didn't realize until after the scene ended, but one of the girls was missing. It was just two girls at that time, but there was technically three still involved in the, in the squad. Yeah. There was just one girl that wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so- was that when she was like with those dudes though? Or no, that was a different scene when she was like about mm, having the gangbang. Yeah. yeah, that was a different scene. Okay. That was surprising to put your wife in the gangbang scene, but I guess if, it, I mean, you'll feel most comfortable. I mean, she was the most sexual out of all of them, right? Yeah. I mean, that scene had, her, me, very, her... had me very uncomfortable that whole, oh like God, with her, yeah. with all the guys just, yeah, around, around I... her, which was effective, you know? I was going to say it honestly is really effective because I was, I I was really, yeah, uncomfortable in that scene and that's what it was uh, trying to do. So it was really effective in that. It's like, yeah, this girl is in this situation, like put herself in this situation, but it's still like, as it like escalates or whatever, like, you're just like, I do not like this. And that I think is what the movie is trying to say in that, mm-hmm. in those moments. And so, yeah, it was effective again. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, Selena in the, in the pool, uh, seeing mm-hmm. everything too, they had those moments and I thought, yeah, like that was the easiest and clearest point to mark to hit for this movie was to be like spring breaks, not all it's cracked up to be. And they, they definitely got yeah. that part across and, but not just that obviously, but that was, that was something that, uh, that they did get, and I'm sure people wanted, or like maybe expected it to be more about that. But it was, yeah, it was this destructive relationship between James Franco and and two psycho bitches. Um, this is the first feature film of A24, the okay. the studio. I thought that was kind of interesting because they make a lot of good stuff, and it, and it was by Annapurna as well, which they're cool. Annapurna, um, yeah. Is then so? Is Annapurna the same one that also publishes the video games? Yeah. So I was saying we were talking about. Uh, yeah, we've I've talked about this. They do Annapurna Interactive, and it was Outer Wilds that game that you like a lot. That they yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's them, and they did this fucking crazy Charlie Kaufman like claymation movie or soft animation movie that's very adult and super surreal and fucking bonkers. I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. But if you want to watch like a weird, tripped out, surreal, it's a an Anomalisa, I think is Annapurna. Um, but they do a lot of a lot of interesting things, and there's a lot of games. It's it's the same logo and everything. Annapurna Interactive. Um, is oh my like god! Yeah, but it's like the it looks exactly the same, like that Donut County or whatever game that we were talking about too. And yeah, I we we've talked a lot of about the interactive i just i don't for some reason i can't remember us talking about the connection to film weird yeah they make a ton of great movies her was made by oh yeah like charlie kaufman spike jones kind of stuff yeah yeah a lot of that wow vice is on there too so a lot of i'm sure adam mckay does some Uh, stuff there as well uh 
Yeah. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, Harmony Corinne stated that he wanted to make the film appear as a mixture of a Britney Spears music video and a Gaspar Noé film. However you say that guy's name. She's done like, I haven't seen enter the void. I've seen some of beyond the black rainbow. I, I think that one he's, he's done, and he's done this other one where like people are just like in a room having a bad acid trip or something. And that's like the whole movie. Um, it looks like hard to watch, but, uh, and da, 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 James Franco came up with gun barrel blowjob scene. And then that, so the Atlanta twins, those two guys backstory regarding them, sharing women, etc., is all true. In fact, according to an interview with vice, the pair have not had separate girlfriends since the sixth grade. And were at the time of the interview in a serious relationship with one woman. You remember how they mm-hmm. said that? Like they, they share everything. So it's like, that's a weird thing in the movie. But then it's like, it's actually true. And that kind of stuff is just reminds me of what must be Harmony Curran's process of just kind of like, and I do appreciate that sort of ability to embrace things as they happen on set and just kind of like, just shoot fucking uh, the girls, like just fake robbing each other in a parking lot, screaming at each oh, other. I love that. And, yeah, and, that and just like riffing and riffing and riffing right. and, and, and just doing it over and over again in different ways. And, and then cutting back and showing the sound and footage of that uh, robbery as that was happening. I thought, I thought that was pretty effective, effective. And I thought that was some pretty good performances and probably was pretty fun to yell and scream that at each other looked like they were having a good time, but it was also like convincing and seeing that like veer into the scary side was some of the, like the, the fun stuff where it was like really fun. And then it just changes. And like, I, I don't know if you, like you just experienced that at a party where you're just like every, you're having a good time you're drunk and everything, or, even you know like they're they're on drugs and everything like that too but it kind of you start to feel things shift a little bit and things start to turn mm-hmm. and things start to get shady and, and uneasiness people you don't know are there or something like that or mm-hmm. yeah it's just i thought that that kind of stuff was was really really great and, and really good i think a lot of like many people can relate with that that experience especially going yeah you're in a fucking country or no, they were just in Florida for some reason. Florida, I think in Mexico or something. But yeah, and they were in just Florida, just a place they're not familiar with, and just yeah, mm-hmm. how weird that that feeling is. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna throw out maybe just a couple reviews since we talk so much about audience, and then I'll give my score. Oh, yeah, audience yeah, and critics. I'll just do a couple. Uh, half star by the. I'm gonna do like I'll try to do like low stars by the audience, high star by the critics or something. You can pull some up too if you see any. Um, mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, I, un, untitled person. I hate, hate, hated this movie is pure trash, revolting characters, no plot. Please skip this garbage. Um, Isaiah, why dear God, this has to be the worst movie ever made. How's it, how does this exist? I watched the entire thing because I could not believe that this, that it was that bad. I was just waiting for it to get a little bit better, but it never did. This movie is a crime worse than any other. Absolutely. I love that. And so, yeah, it's. Half star, Emma W. I think half a star is pushing it. I never write more terrible. I never write movie reviews. <laughs> That's the greatest when someone's like, best. I got to make a fucking account. <laughs> <laughs> <for Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through <laughs> hurdles to tell people yeah. how, like I'm going to become an evangelist for how to not see this movie. I want to see if she, she, re- <laughs> she reviewed this one and Miami vice and gave both of them half stars nine months ago. And then the other tidbit that I saw on IMDb trivia was that Harmony Korine was inspired mainly by Miami Vice to make this movie, the Michael Mann remake 
of Miami Vice <clears throat> that came out in 2006. That's so funny. I wonder if she found that out and was like, fuck that movie too. Um, the movie is so awful, so insanely terrible, I had no choice to write a bad review. James Franco is super creepy, and the other characters are just desperate. Desperate. Whoever directed this absolute garbage should never direct slash produce a movie again for the sake of humanity. Misogynistic, pervy, no plot, just a really, really creepy save yourself from this torture of a film. See, these things happen in the movie, and I, I'd imagine that like someone would watch this movie and be like, they are glorifying spring breakers and they are glorifying um right. these women and and james franco and alien and all the, all this gangster shit and stuff but i don't know yeah there's a way to there's a way to do that which maybe people will need more and more of like oh here's all the bad things that are happening and then here's the message and the moral and the wise words of the movie telling you, no, you shouldn't be doing this because this is bad. And here's all the woke stuff that you should be doing instead, because we can't make fucking judgments for our own. And like that, mm. I don't know. There was even a moment where like the, the, they were all like doing really offensive fucking deaf, making fun of deaf people in the movie. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, kind of just like, totally. Oh shit. But then, but then I was like, I don't, these are who these people would yeah, be. It's, right. it's really it's not, upsetting it's to see. And I, I see how someone would argue it shouldn't be even in a movie or being presented because it's just like, you don't want people copying that, whatever. But it's just like, that's what these people would do because they're awful fucking people and they would make fun of deaf people. And it's like, but then someone could read it like, I don't know, just, oh, they're glorifying it. And why would you want to watch it? And if you are watching it, you support it somehow. I don't know. <laughs> but uh so and then critics positive review or do you want to do any bad audience reviews or i was going to move to positive critic reviews no go to positive critics i'm, I'm ready for it um corinne's latest hallucinogenic young adult frolic spring breakers is the first of the director's works i've responded to in any sort of moderately positive fashion <laughs> <laughs> back wow that, okay. yeah that was the most okay <laughs> yeah all right so moderately okay. positive she yeah. gave it a three out of four yeah, yeah. behind the film's vacuous candy colored outer shell are ambiguous and morally challenging concepts yeah more concepts mm -hmm. than than people i think concepts yeah. i'm not sure how many uh i guess i should say people's name whatever I'm not sure how many glow sticks died in the making of Spring Breakers, but I am sure that it was worth it. <laughs> okay, that's these are these are these are definitely critics' reviews. They're just like I'm gonna make a little little smarmy joke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little snarky. Um, yeah, yeah, critics can be boring. Um, Alien. This is a bad review. A Ron to review by it critic and then i'll move on alien is the only character in spring breakers who feels like an actual human being everyone else is there to be ogled over or used for shocking imagery yeah these are all takes. these are all takes these are all takes of of the movie i guess but yeah i'm i'm right there man i'm that's funny i just i was deciding between 65 and 67 i just saw that the I just reminded myself that the critics is 67, but I'm, I'm at a good six and a half, 65%. I, I, I'd say that that feels, that feels good for me. 69 is hilarious. I can't follow up that joke, but you know, six, 65 feels good. 
and even like if I were to do Lion King, it'd probably be about the same. Like it'd probably be about six as well, like six, six and a half for Lion King, which is still like technically fresh. Uh, and like, mm-hmm. I was never, I wasn't very resounding about that movie, but it was just like, it wasn't bad. I, I guess for that one, but this one, I don't know. I would watch it over Lion King, I guess. Would I? Would I watch this movie again? I don't know. How do you compare those? I'm not sure. But that's my retroactive. <laughs> I mean, that's that's something we gotta f- figure out eventually. I guess yeah, we're, we'll rank them all. I guess at some point. I mean, let's be honest. Like a, a huge contributing factor to rewatchability of a movie is the pace of the movie. Hmm. Like, how do you feel watching it? Does it feel like something? Because pace, in my mind, also inherently has a quality of like. I'm going to get a lot out of a short amount of time. So even if I watch bits and pieces of it, like one, you know, scene or one act of the movie, like if it feels like the movie is moving quickly, then you could kind of just like, oh, I'll just catch this little bit. And then I'll get like a really, really good amount of, you know, this movie and, you know, what it's about. Mm -hmm. And this movie moves really quickly. Like, because, again, there's not a lot of talking. I mean, it's really like listening to a playlist. Um, (laughs) Watching a music video, yeah. Yeah, or watching a music video. It's like, yeah, I mean, you could... I mean, most people will watch YouTube videos or watch music videos on YouTube and watch, like, two or three, you know, and then this movie has, like, six. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, you can... uh, And you even then, you can kind of chop it up really quite a bit like if you were to just get certain visuals of this movie like yeah you're like oh i could you know i could do with what that scene looks like and Mm -hmm. or listen to that song with this background Mm -hmm. uh and i would say that i could watch spring breakers um more easily than i could do lion king yeah it's tough i i I could picture you know that i think that surfer dude thing with minus like there's a little bit more gnarly stuff in this to, to coin a surfer dude term, but mm-hmm. there's a, there's more upsetting things in this movie, especially in the latter mm-hmm. half. And I, and I do, sure. and I do think that I, I find James Franco annoying and I, and I cringe so hard at that blowjob gun scene as, as riveting as it is. Um, mm-hmm. But there is like an energy to this movie and there is a soundtrack that, and a, and a feeling and, and visual storytelling that is, uh, is fun to, to watch either, you know, casually or, or you can kind of sit down and, and have like a lazy, lazy kind of surfer dude day and, and kind of do it too, or, or just kind of like play it really loud and have that kind of party party atmosphere, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know. It seems like one of those things where that shock value too of of just kind of like it's a conversation piece or something too. I, I'm sure I was trying to get a conversation started at the time of just kind of like, oh, Selena Gomez, oh, oh, Vanessa Hudgens, and all these. I don't know. It was Ashley Benson? What, what was she in again? Like, uh, was it Gossip Girl? I freaking fucking forget. But um, just these people that we're familiar with kind of, and, and I'm sure, it, but that conversation's probably kind of died by now, but maybe if you bring it up again later, it's, I don't know. It, it holds up. It holds up in its own way. We're, we're almost 10 years out of this fucking movie, which is crazy, but 
it it holds up and it's the 10 year anniversary of spring breakers, but, um, it, it holds up in its own way. And it's just like kind of fascinating to watch the, how earnest it is. And again, that imagery of just like James Franco playing a white piano on the beach at sunset with girls, uh, ring around the rosy with shotguns and pink beanie, beanie, just like that is such a clear image. And if he wrote that on that stationary of the hotel, then man, the, everything of the movie will fall in place. If you have that, that image and, uh, I'm, maybe that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. It's, and I did not expect to either. And like going in, going in expectation, I was just like, I might just like, uh, and like not sure. really feel this and kind of have to I'm like, Oh, it's hour and a half. That's good. But no, nah, I was, uh, I enjoyed the pacing and it, it did, it did kind of fly by that second half was much harder for me dealing with all the Franco stuff and honestly wanting mm-hmm. more, more from, uh, the i what i thought were the main women characters but yeah it's mm-hmm. uh it was enjoyable i had, I had fun <laughs> and i don't know like other movies like only god forgives or like nicholas wending Refn, whatever that guy's movies are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remind me of this kind of thing but just not as as fun i mean i love drive and and i've you know bronson mm-hmm. whatever but um uh Valhalla Rising was that the other one? But uh, those oh, all, only God, only God forgives. I remember watching that one and thinking like, this is great cinematography, great lighting. I love all the neon cool lighting and everything and all that. But I fucking hated that movie, and I I liked this one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a weird director. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you got anything else? I don't got anything else. I think. Spring Breakers is in the bag. I will toss it to you now to pick the next film. You know oh, what, I mean, did it... I pick it for you last time? Nah, not really. <laughs> I picked it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You su- can... I guess the, I, you suggested it, but trust me, I picked it. I wanted to do it. I'm really happy we got to talk. I really wanted to hear hear you talk about this movie. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun to. It... It was fun to watch this movie, kind of. I will definitely put a, <laughs> a kind of there and say that there are really uncomfortable moments in this movie that, yeah, yeah it wasn't fun to watch. Um, but for the most part, those uncomfortable watch moments were... serving a purpose... There was intention behind it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, though uncomfortable, it is trying to make you uncomfortable. So you are just being, yeah, you're receiving what it's sending out. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time deciding. I'm, I'm trying to pick between. Maybe yep. trying to decide it between a movie I've seen before or a movie I've never seen. Um, Too never seen. Never seen. Got it. I can I can work with that. There's mm-hmm. this there's this Cosmopolis movie that I haven't seen. Is that on there? With yeah, with uh, Pattinson that I've been wanting to watch, Let's and I think that. it's a uh, fucking uh, what's his face Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Let's do yeah. it. Have you seen it? Uh. Uh-uh. I would love to do that. Let's do that one. Yeah. I'm curious about it. 
All right. That sounds fucking awesome. I have awesome. not seen it. And I think it's a pretty big gap. Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Let's do this because this is similar in discrepancy. It's a 31 audience score. So a lot of people didn't like it. And it, it, it broke enough to be fresh. So I'm fucking down because cool. we. We talk about Cronenberg quite a bit. I mean, you're really the only person I've ever talked about Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't even really seen a lot. I mean, which oh, we neither right, neither right. He's just so like specific in his kinks. Like he, yeah. he just really Body likes horror. to do he, uh, likes to do things in a particular way. We wa- I I put on that at Existence movie. Yeah, that's um, the hard one with with uh, right. Jude Law. And it's like, it was like a weird VR. Was it like, it was like the matrix, except you like hooked into this weird, like skin machine thing. I don't know. There's so much skin in his movies of like stuff. And then I watched uh, one Halloween night. I watched, we'll talk about this next week, but I watched uh fucking, mm-hmm. what's the one with James Woods where he's, Dude, James uh, Woods. where it's like the TV. He's like, it's a horror movie with like the TV. Fuck. It's like the, it's like the, it's not, it's like his, one of his biggest ones. Um, I'm going to find it right now. His son is making movies now too. I've been meaning to watch, uh, like he came out with a, a movie recently that I, I think is supposed to be pretty good. Um, the fly is one and naked lunch. Oh, crap. Existence. Where is it? Uh, scan. Was this? No, Videodrome. That movie is fucking. Oh, there's like, what he like? I feel like he fucks the TV, the T where the TV fucks him or something like an, like an opening opens up inside of him or something. And then like the TV, Whoa. like fucks him or some shit like that. That movie's fucking crazy. It was, enjoy- I, I liked it. <laughs> I like that one. The fly is like just depressing and just, ugh, that ending. I don't know if you've seen that one. Just, we'll talk about it next week, but fuck that. That one's just dark. Um, but yeah, James that was, Woods. that was spring breakers audience of one or zero, but <laughs> we did it. We fucking did it. We got another one in, in the log. Make sure to review us on, uh, nowhere at the moment and, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's how we end it. <laughs>